at its peak, it had, and this is an exact number. I just remember it. It was 57,000 followers at its wow, peak. Wow. That's sick, dude. Thanks, man. That's somewhat close to us right now, but that's really, you know. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I should have kept trying. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, you should have uh, called it, us, dude. We could have got those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Give me a freaking shout out. Come on. I know. Probably after this pod, dude, get ready for those numbers to double, quadruple, quintiffle, maybe <laughs> even. Quintiffle. Okay, go on. Garmy, today on the show, we've got the tattooed Texan, the saint of St. Angelo, the sultan of socality, the grace gangster, the baron of breakfast, that's bacon, baby, the macros macho man, the horsepower head honcho, good burger, more like good God, the lone star sergeant, the YABA with a preaching class GPA of 100, baby, pastor and preacher, this is Keenan Clark, this is Fits of Faith, Keenan, welcome to the pod. Oh my gosh. I am legit blown away by that. I have never had a better introduction than that. And thank you for making all of that up. So yeah, that was bro. amazing. Oh, dude, that was we amazing. do our research and that's the fits of faith difference. Was there a moniker? Now we're, this becomes a trend we ask all the guests. Was there a moniker that stuck out to you above the rest? Good grief. What was it? The Y-A-B-A? Yeah, the Y-A-B-A with a preaching class G-P-A of 100, baby. I think that's my favorite. I think that. Because true or false, true or false, and Theo, I'm just getting ahead of myself, classic, but true or false, at CF&I, you got a 100 on your preaching class exam and got to preach in front of the entire class. That is true. Yeah. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah, that is true. Dude, you really okay, did do your homework, bro. <laughs> I love it's it. It's a Rare. Fits of Faith difference. Garmy, welcome back to another episode of Fits of Faith. It is your host, as always, the Prince of Prayer, Carson Cooper, joined by the Osho himself, Theo, Reverend Ryan. Theo, how you feeling, my guy? I'm feeling amazing. Excited to be here. Dude, I'm so stoked to have Keenan Clark on the pod. Like I said, he's a YABA with a preaching class GPA of 100, baby. <laughs> Pastor, preacher, all-around cool dude. Tons of history between us. I mean, just tons of it. Two Texas boys running wild on this pod. But Theo... You know what we do, and you do it best, so why don't you start this thing off right? Yeah, so Keenan, we always start with what we call the fit check, so I'm going to ask you a question, which is, would you like God to rain down blessings on you, or would you like him to well something up inside of you? Meaning, would you like to start your fit check from head to toe or toe to head? Uh, I always like it when he, he starts something in me. So let's do the well up from the ground up, okay. from the feet up. The real ones, the real ones know that they want God to do something from the inside out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I, and so I, if the fit can start from the inside out, that's the best, but yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that, that's the way we should start it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, do, do the well up, go off. All right, so on my feet today... We've got the shoes of peace. No, I'm just playing. We've got, um, I'm, I'm rocking some, yeah, sorry, stupid. But we've got, I'm rocking some classic brown, old school Doc Martens. Uh, I just love these things because the more you beat them up, the better they look, in my opinion. Totally. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, when I bought them, I almost just backed over them a few times with my car. Yes. Just to put some literal miles on them right off the bat. Um, Dude, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got some brown Docs on. On. Uh, then I've just got some um, Levi's 511s. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. So like Levi's, I've just like there's a little bit of nostalgia just because I've worn them my whole life. So uh, I, yeah. I I'm loyal to a fault to a degree, um, and so I kind of feel that way with Levi's. Anyway, so like it. black black Dude, brand loyalty is not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, but anyway, I've got some black Levi's on. Um, then I have, I have, a, I have a shirt on. It's a, the people, oh, ver like the people versus. 
um, an Australian company, The People Versus. Cool. Uh, my wife bought it for me because uh, she said I would look hot preaching in it. Those are her words, not I mine. I like that. Those yeah, dude. And congrats, recently married, correct? Yeah, yeah. We just celebrated uh, nine months. So Let's That's go, awesome. dude. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theo's yes, right there with you, bro. Newlyweds. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Congrats, yeah. Theo. It's huge. Thank you. And then, uh, so my wife bought the shirt and my wife bought me this, like, it's called the Shacket. Um, yeah, shirt it's like jacket. A, yeah, course, shirt dude. jacket. So um, that's a new one for me. So and it's from P and C Co or P and Co. Ooh. I'm not really. It's like a. It's a European, oh. European okay. brand. I think and I've so, seen that on Instagram. Is it kind of like a moto? Yeah. Like. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah. them. That's sick. Yeah. It's dude, super cool. Which probably goes good with the docks, dude. Are you twisting yeah. throttle through West Texas? Dude, dude. I wish. <laughs> Brap. I'm a wannabe. Oh, okay. I'm a wannabe. Dude. My wife won't <laughs> let me. But uh, dang so, classic yeah, dog. So, I know got to honor her but anyway so she got me this like cool little uh neutral it's like a tan taupe i don't know it's jacket. Sick, thanks and how then, are the pockets on the front that's what i'm curious about they're 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 like faux pockets it's just like oh, on the it's front. not real Ooh. and i actually the weird thing is it's not faux i just figured this out just like live here on the podcast is the, the, pockets, the pockets actually on the side oh my gosh oh. i'm figuring stuff out i'm sure out. that's like a I think that yeah. for sure we will have to consult an expert later on, but I think that style of cut really plays to like the moto aspect. Okay. So the idea is like when you're on your when you're on your bike twisting yeah. throttle through the streets <laughs> and you need to access something, you're not having to go like up and down in okay. your pocket. Just it's a more sense. Um, fluid motion to that grab it. Sense. That makes sense. Every motion counts on a motorcycle, so yeah, yeah it does. So I, we've heard. So yeah. we've heard. I'm not allowed to ride one. So <laughs> <laughs> I literally, this is like side joke. I um I was in India preaching a conference, and that one of the dudes there had a motorcycle, and I begged him uh -huh. to let me ride it, and I literally laid it down in 2.5 seconds. Like literally wow. laid his motorcycle no. down. Yeah. So I've not gotten back on one. Anyway, <laughs> he was back. like, "Wow, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can yeah, go." You're, you're honorarium goes to fixing my bike and so yeah, like, <laughs> it was great so then yeah i got the jacket and then i'm wearing this uh trucker hat it's uh from a brand uh a friend of mine came out with called 1995 uh Ooh, that's cool. sick yeah which i like it just because it's got that like western um vibe which i'm really about yeah. um i've been about that Dude, for probably like let's go i don't know two-ish years um yeah. I, I, I figured it was finally time that i stop ignoring my Texas heritage and just kind of go with it. I mean, I may not be a real cowboy, but I still, I don't know. I can appreciate the heritage. And so it's got like a Dude, guy, ride, guy riding a horse Because what's on the, it. the brand is 1995? Yeah, 1995. And Michael then who's Lunsford. the dude that you know? Michael Okay, Lunsford. sick. And I, I believe um, pod alumni, Aaron, or not Aaron, excuse me, pod alumni, Alex Rodriguez, who's a designer out in Louisiana. I think he actually worked on that collection oh, um, in collaboration with this dude. So we, I've reached out to this dude. So now that you know him, bro, come on the pod. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but it's yeah, I think hat. Alex helped with that. That's and, like, do you know uh, what blanket is? No, I have no idea. Check the inside of the tag. It may be auto. There's nothing. We may have cut it out. It's it's been there, cut out. It has been removed. Dude, that's the attention to detail it that has not been every surgically brand has. Removed. Dude, I love it. Just like yeah. uh, sin from our lives. Okay. Amen. And what's <laughs> the jewelry, my guy? Uh, right now, I'm rocking my wedding ring. Uh, my wife bought it for like seventy-five bucks. It's tungsten steel. She's frugal. Um, she got our, which also will come in handy when you're twisting throttle. Oh, like you don't gotta worry. hundred <laughs> um, percent. It's got like our our. Uh, 
the date we got married on it. So eight eight. I like um, that. August 8th, and then I'm rocking this so gold cool. cha- this gold chain, and these are the two pieces I wear every single day. So, and she bought Dang. me this gold chain as well. I think it's from like a company called Gold, like except it has all the vowels removed. So, oh, I like that. Of course, yeah. it sounds you like a good youth do. group. Yeah, gold, <laughs> all the vowels are removed. So the O is in there. GLD. That's like, dang, the fit sponsored by Wifey. I love it. Theo, it what really is, is that, dude? That is a complete fit check. Keenan, longtime listeners of the pod will know there are three main subjects, and those are garms, clothes okay. and shoes, okay. God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the guys, Carson and Theo, right. ourselves. So we're going to get where the getting's good and start with ourselves and get on to garms and God a little later on. Right. So to start the section off, dude, we said it right at the beginning of the pod, but I think I interfaced with you over Instagram in 2014 on, I believe, an account that time has probably long forgotten. So before we get too deep into the nitty gritty, I'd be curious to hear about your experience with Instagram growth, walking away, and being obedient to God and rebuilding. Because I remember once upon a time you had like 10 trillion followers and you were like, you know what, I'm gonna, God's asking me like, will I follow you without? And you've had tons of opportunities to travel and share the faith and preach all that through social. So talk to us a little bit about the experience um, with just IG. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I did meet you on my old account. So, yeah. Because I, I believe you were, were you like working in Royce City, Texas? I was actually, so it was during the time that I was going to CFNI, I helped plant a church in Royce City, which is like a 45 okay. minute drive. Cool. Um, so, yeah, we planted a church. It, at the time was called the Church Royce City. Now uh, they've extended, so they're no longer in Royce City. So it's now just called One Church. Um, oh, cool. And so, shout yeah, out One pa- Church. Yeah, shout out One Church. Uh, Pastors Brian and Crystal Sparks, they're awesome. But yeah, that's where I was at. And I was at CFNI doing kind of like a mobile photography deal, like with my with my phone back when that was super cool. Dude, that Instagram. was the freaking era, dude. That like, was the when era. When ViscoCam was fresh, yep. bro. Yeah. Like weird jumping pictures. Like, oh, yep. I'm downtown and jumping. <laughs> like that was the currency of the day dude. it really was it really was and people would do like insta meets and so like there'd be like oh yeah oh, yes. dude, i went to i went to so many insta meets it was it was ridiculous like austin yeah. dallas to, houston seattle yes like, wild. not to spoil a future guest but we do have someone coming on the pod who like was a pioneer in that day and has no. got a crazy instagram account now i'll tell you off pod but okay like once you see this name you're gonna be like omg i remember him <laughs> anyways <laughs> we're unlocking memories people thought they'd long forgotten okay so you're going to the meetups yeah and, just building know, like kind of just building um you know following through mobile photography and stuff like that and then eventually i kind of came to a point where i was like this is not at all like what i'm gonna do with my life um, hmm. is like be a photographer or anything like that. But I had like, I don't know, probably 20,000 followers at the time. Dang. And so yeah. finally I just decided, um, I'm going to start like doing what I want to do with my life on this platform. And so I kind of shifted it from mobile photography more to like lifestyle and like showcasing some of my preaching, um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then after I started doing that due to the in- influence on there, I started getting invitations to go preach at different youth conferences and even like church services, Sunday morning stuff. That's sick. I was probably 20, 20 or 21 at this time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, it started kind of taking off. And, um, 
after I started traveling and preaching, like more and more people like started following. And I think at, at its peak, it had, and this is an exact number. I just remember it. It was 57,000 followers at its wow, peak. That's wow. That's sick, dude. Thanks, man. That's somewhat close to us right now, but that's really, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. I should have <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You called us, dude. We could have got those numbers. Up. Yeah, I know. Give me a freaking shout out. Come on. Uh, probably after this pod, dude, get ready for those numbers to double, quadruple, quintuple, maybe quintuple. even. Okay, go on. Uh, and then you walked away. Then you said, I've had well, enough. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even that I I felt like I'd had enough. I I kind of was just at this point, like at, at moments, like the influencer, like, because even, even though 57,000 followers is really not that much, especially in light of like today. And there, I mean, there are people with, Tens of thousands of followers is very common. Um, But at the time, you easily become people's famous friend or whatever. That's what, that's the way that like, yeah. I got kind of labeled that and it felt good. And there were times where like, honestly, it was a bit of an idol and God had to kind of put me in my place and I'd go mm, through totally. periodical fasts. But at the time when I walked away, it really wasn't a bad thing in my life. It was a tool that I was using to like glorify God. Mm-hmm. God was, mm-hmm. God was really doing a lot of very significant things in my life at, the, at that moment. Um, I, I was getting, I don't know, just re-immersed in some things that I had kind of like felt like I'd long forgotten um, and mm. just really falling in love with Jesus all over again. I was, I can honest, if I'm being honest, like I was a Be good, honest, dude. I was a good preacher, but I wasn't mm. a good son. If that, wow. if that, if you can understand mm. that. And I, at that, as the kids say, <laughs> at the time, like I just began to realize like, I'm going to run out of steam. I'm going to run out of illustrations. Totally. I'm going to run out of everything if I don't if I don't really get like to a place where where I love Jesus. And that's a scary place to be when your ministry's growing but your love for Jesus is shrinking. Oof, you know what I mean? Come on, dude. And so I just kind of like I just took some time and just got I don't know. I, I it was honestly just it felt more like it was God doing it than me, but it kind of yeah. kind of uh, you know, came at me out of nowhere, but I remember I was. I love that, I'd, dude. I'd been through a couple months of just like really getting redialed in. I mean, I, it was just a lot of things I wasn't posting about, um, just in my personal life, and God was just doing a lot. And I remember I was on a cruise uh, with my family, and I was sitting having some alone time, and uh, just prioritizing my relationship with God. And I remember God just kind of told me like. I want you to lay your Instagram down. Like, give me your Dang. Instagram. And he literally, Ooh. he literally used these words. He said, "I want you to sow your influence." Like, mm-hmm. um, because I've just been going through a season where I, I told God, I said, "God, anything you put your finger on, you can have it in my life. Anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing off mm-hmm. limits." And he mm-hmm. said, "I want you to sow your Instagram. And like, I want you to I, almost like Abraham Isaac kind of moment. You know, what I mean, like, yeah. slay the promise to a degree. You know, and." I said, okay, like it really, there wasn't much hesitation. And so I got off the cruise as soon as I could get like a a Wi-Fi signal or some cell service. I jumped on and told everybody like, just so nobody thought something sketchy had happened. I told everybody like what was up and that I I was going to have this different account and that, you know, I was just kind of doing whatever it took to, you know, follow God. And, um, yeah, I deleted that account. And the crazy thing is like, since I deleted that, deleted that account, I met my wife through my new account. And I've oh, had, wow. I've become friends with people who, at a distance, we like knew who each other was through my old account, um, and we've actually became really good friends uh, via my new account. And then honestly, God has just opened bigger doors and new doors mm-hmm. and better opportunities. And it's really weird because I never would have dreamed this, but every time the door opens, everyone has told me 
you know what really sold me on you was when I saw you delete your Instagram. Like that was what Dang. told me, that was what told me like, that's a guy I want to run with. And I was like, that's oh my cool, gosh, bro. like here I thought I had all these people in my corner and I thought I was getting rid of them. And it's actually, I was pull, God was pulling them even more in my corner when yeah, I thought he was getting rid of them, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. been it's just been kind of crazy. So yeah, I only have about like four thousand followers now, and um, but honestly, I'm more fulfilled. I'm happier, um, and That's awesome, I'm just dude. daring to just daring to go off path and trust God. And if God decides to Bro. do anything with my life, He is going to be the only one that can get glory for it. Not an algorithm, not my you know <sighs> strategery or whatever you want to call it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, uh, That's so I'm good, excited. bro. You hit the nail on the head. I think especially Theo and I both individually pastors that came from kind of a ministry school context, but we, you know, the big W, we can become um, really good, like ministry school students. Mm -hmm. Like we can become really good, like college students, or like you're saying, we can become really good, like um, roles or positions or like check all the boxes, but you hit the nail on the head with like the connection to sonship and for, and for, you know, women daughterhood, maybe that's the thing, but like just the connection to the father that fuels the, that fuels the work, that fuels the personnel, oh, yeah. that fuels all of it. So, dude, you hit the nail on the freaking head. And you're exactly right. God's honoring the character. God's honoring the promise. God's honoring the obedience. So, speaking of that, dude, you, you, you hit on preaching. Like, you're preaching machine. You're preaching all over the place. I'm curious, though, um, and here's where this question originates. One time, long ago, let's call it 2017, 16. Let's call it 2016. I was hosting um, Robert Madu at a conference. So, I got to, like, drive him around, which is super sick. And then Jabe and Chavez, also both of you come on the pod, were um, also at the conference. <laughs> and I was dropping Robert off at the hotel, and Jabin was leaving. And they both looked at each other and were wearing a denim jacket. Stri- this is also at the time, like right when Fear of God aesthetic, okay, like the yeah. scoop tee was hitting. They were both wearing light wash denim jacket, like scoop tee striped shirt, light wash denim, and then like Chelsea boots. And they looked at each other and go, uniform? And he was like, uniform. And so there was this secret language between these itinerant preachers of like, <laughs> yeah, we all wear the same thing. So, but my curiosity yeah. for you of being in it, you know, for a young age, because I believe, how old are you? I'm 26. Okay. So we're all about the same age. Yeah. Um, what's the process when crafting the preaching fit and what preaching outfit tropes do you try to avoid? Dang. Okay. That. I think I think uh, I, I I can honestly say, and I, for this podcast, this may not be a good thing, but for me, it's become a good thing. Um, yeah. But I tr- I really honestly at this point, I try not to be super calculated on mm-hmm. what I wear. It's not that I'm not uh, not thoughtful and anything like that. Like I do care about like what I wear on stage and stuff like that. I, I think through it. But I, th- to back that up, during that time of the Instagram and all that, the old Instagram. Um, I honestly idolized, like Mm -hmm. the other day I posted on my story and I never really get very harsh. Like I have rants, but typically I type them out and delete them. You know what I mean? Just frustrations I see in like church culture, especially like there's church culture and then there's preacher culture. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm, yeah, absolutely. And they're not always the same. And so I have frustrations with both. And uh, I kind of talked about, it seems like some people put more prayer and fasting into what they're going to wear than they do even their totally. own message. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm. I, but I can honestly say that there was a time where maybe not more, but just as much thought and intentionality went into what am I going to wear on stage versus what am I going to yeah, say totally. while I'm up there? You know? Yeah, and totally. I, I, God's really kind of, uh, God's really kind of brought me out of that. And so, um, there was a time where 
you know, St. Laurent was like where I thought everything was at. Everybody had the white yeah. harness boots yeah, you yeah know. totally um mm. and so i i bought some dude i was like that was my grail item was the wyatt harness Let's i saw go. judah had them robert had them rich had them yeah. i mean carl had them are yours like the all black or were they like a suede they were a nut suede they were a okay. nut suede. so mm. i was in new york preaching and i went to the store on fifth ave and i i bought them and yeah I, like this is so sad but like i literally i literally dr almost drained my bank account um wow. to buy these boots but i was single and like didn't have very many bills at the time um yeah and so i like it, it dude it was kind of whatever. down yeah it was kind of whatever so i did Bro, that we always talk about later on the show we'll have the post tithe pickup so we're all pro like once you pay your tithe once you pay your bills yeah once you're taking care of the important things like and you're making wise choices like it's okay to buy clothes it's okay to yeah. be into stuff other oh, yeah. pastors are are buying like huge lunches other pastors are buying golf clubs whatever <laughs> so yeah we're down for the we're down for the responsible purchases a hundred percent and so so am i so am i um and obviously I, now i prioritize like tattoos and stuff like that over, oh yeah. Uh, yeah it's crazy over, how like, it shifts yeah over like the Wyatt harness and St. Laurent and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. I've since, I've since sold those boots when I was getting married, it was kind of like, Hey, I, I need all the cash I can get. Yeah. Dude. And I yeah. really wasn't, I wasn't Gotta wearing, liquefy some assets. Yes. Yeah. So I sold like, a, I sold my St. Laurent boots. I had like an all saints leather jacket. That was like $700. Yeah. Yeah. I sold that. I got like 350 bucks for it. Um, That's which sick, dude. I, I should have gotten more. I, I was robbed, but um, you're like, Dad, we need to talk. <laughs> you yeah. sold it to your dad. <laughs> that would be like, Dad, you ripped me off. Come on, man. You're supposed to be a man of God, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I really prioritized that stuff. Now, like my style, I think whenever I was younger, like I really looked. I didn't quite know who Keenan was, um, and yeah. so, but I saw bits of myself and other people, like things that resonated with me, like a Judah totally. or a. a Rich or even a Robert Madu or anything like that. People who were super mm -hmm. good at what they do, but also looked super good while they did it. And so totally. I, I saw bits of myself. And so I kind of just emulated what I saw, you know, that, totally. uh, you know, mimetic theory, mimesis, you know, just mimicking. Um, mm, Theo's some, really smart. He knows that. There you go. <laughs> so I kind of just did some of that. And then uh, honestly, within the last couple of years, um, and it kind of started, the, the real catalyst for it was deleting the Instagram. But I've just become okay. really at home being Keenan. Um, yeah. And so, like, I honestly it's just, beautiful. I, mean, I mean, it is just what it is. It's uh, like, it doesn't sound very, you know, inspiring. But, like, I was born Keenan and I want to die Keenan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's kind of the way I feel. Like, I, I didn't want to be born Keenan and die a cheap imitation of Judah Smith. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and totally. so, I've kind of just really... I mean, because you can look back at pictures of me when I was 21, and it's obvious the <laughs> key role model in my life was Judah Smith. I had the little yeah. bangs going yes. on. I had the fake glasses. I yeah, mean, some grandpa specs. Yeah, I had some skinny jeans on, and my thighs did not agree with the skinny jeans because I was not <laughs> working out. It was horrible. So I've kind of just become more at home with Keenan, and I'm 26 now, so like, not to sound weird, but like I just enjoy looking like a man, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like so, I'm no, kind of totally. like I steered clear of skinny jeans. I I go with more like a loose fit, which that's where kind of culture is going anyway, which is kind of nice. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I like the work boot. Um, I like a good pair of like even like Dickies or Wranglers or um, anything sick, like dude. that, just like neutrals. 
Um, enjoy the trucker hat, which that's in, so that's cool. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I kind of just like enjoy whatever my wife enjoys. Like I enjoy because I enjoy yeah. enjoying yeah. my wife, you know. So totally. That's but anyway, true. Oh, you're, there's no pulpit, but it's not stopping you from dropping some major heat. This is a re- reoccurring theme on the pod, and there's <laughs> such a parallel to the um, the spiritual journey as well as the style journey. Is yeah. that it's okay to be an echo while you find your voice. So yeah. it's okay to take inspiration mm-hmm. from people. But you hit the nail on the head that God has a unique purpose for your life, and He's gifted you with some unique style, dude. So yeah. it's okay to on the style journey to like, okay, take pieces from here, cite the reference. Oh, look at this. How can I do it? Yeah. And then develop into your own. I mean, what is one of the again as you've like your eyes have been opened, but you're still in this preaching scene. What's one like preaching style trope that you you can see on the horizon that you're like, all right, boys, like I've had it with this. You don't have to name names, but just what's one thing you're like, all right, come on, guys, like we can we can I, move on past this. I, I don't know. I, I think for me, this is just my personality. I'm not a big sneaker head. Like I'm just not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, like I, like I said, even whenever I was dropping lots of money on shoes, like it was boots and stuff like that. Like I like, yeah, yeah. I like Chelsea boots. I like the Wyatt harness. I just like stuff like that. So like, I think, um, I think it's kind of, I mean, again, though, to each their own. Um, and especially if you are making those wise decisions and like, I mean, who am I to tell you what to do with your money? If you're honoring God with yeah. your money, you're honoring your family, you're taking care of the bills, you're you're taking care of those things. Now, if you're letting the electricity in your house get turned off because you wanted to buy some, another colorway of, you know, the Jordan 1s or something like that, then like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I think we need to have a conversation. But um, Your wife or your spouse is like, honey, we don't have any of the heat on. And it's like, <laughs> babe, the heat's over here. I, I <laughs> the exactly where my brain went. The Travis just, Scott's will keep us warm. Cuddle up up next to these, baby. It'll keep you warm. Oh my God. So dumb. But yeah, I think, I think, I think I'm seeing a lot of like young preachers who are falling into a similar trap, but I think they're going, Mm -hmm. I can see even the pendulum swinging even further. Cause like I said, I felt like I spent just as much time thinking about my message as I did my fit. And I don't know if it's just like, Maybe preaching isn't their calling, but, and if that's the case, then like, let's prioritize that. But like, it seems like the fit is hot and the sermon is not. And like, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, yeah, the sermon was good. And so was the, so was the, the outfit. It's like, yeah, you looked super dope, but like, I could, I, I just appreciated this with the audio off more because like, then I could just watch yeah. you model, you know what I mean? Yeah, instead totally. of, yeah. instead of, you know, preach. And so I think that's something that is concerning me is just like, yeah, people who it's, it's very evident that they're not, they're not rooted and they're not spending enough time, you know, truly. Yeah. They may tr- be booted, but they're not quite Come rooted. on, bro. Pre, I, dude, you can tell this podcast is run by preachers. I love it. Yes. I think to some degree, I think to some degree, like, obviously, so, so long, long story short, we, we talk about clothes on this podcast because everybody wears clothes, right? Yes. And everybody has an opinion about clothes. And so sometimes we get to geek out, but also as it correlates with the church, like 
when you're preaching, when you're presenting in front of whether it's your normal audience, like your at-home youth group, or you're getting a chance to travel. Theo and, I, Theo and I got flown out to Southern California maybe a month and a half ago. Hey, bang our line. We'll come to your youth group. Um, <laughs> and some of that um, different audience, different culture, that plays a role into the fit as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, I want the SoCal kid. I want the skater kids to, like, uh, you know, maybe they can see themselves in me, or maybe I want to be so different that they're like, well, what is what's going on? Mm -hmm. But then secondly, I was talking to my wife and this is, you know, content for a future pod. But there was an era of my life where I was wearing a lot of like athleisure to work because we could and we're in Arizona and it was hot as freaking all uh, Hades. And so I was wearing like Lulu shorts and T-shirts and blah, blah, blah. And I just found myself not being like stoked on the work I was doing or how I right. looked. And so she was like, well, you used to wear collared shirts like every day. Why don't you go back to that? And I since I've gone back to like every day when I was going into the office and really now, like obviously today, mm -hmm. I like to wear a collared shirt because it brings a certain level of professionalism, at least to my mindset. And I'm like, oh, I look good. And so the classic adage, like you look good, you, you feel good, good, you feel good, you pray good, you pray good, <laughs> people get saved. Thank you. Yeah. God. And so I think there's a lot that goes into even when you're communicating a certain confidence that's what well, we won't say is not of the Lord, but there's the yeah. established confidence of, you know, God's called me and I'm going to do this, but added like, you know what? I like the outfit I'm wearing yeah. and it makes me feel good and confident. So therefore now there's another level, um, that I can, you know, preach at or, or do whatever. So is there like a piece that you have that you're like, you know what? I'm not thinking about the clothes. I'm thinking about the sermon, but I do like to gravitate towards this thing. Maybe when you're traveling or not that you're like, yeah, I feel like I look good in this and I like the confidence it gives me. Goodness, I think, uh, man, that's hard to say. I, I, I think he's like my there. Bible, <laughs> right? <laughs> my sword, <laughs> my KJV, baby. Um, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head, bro. Like, I think you look good, you play good. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And like, look good, feel good. I really do yeah. think that like the outfit does like make or break sometimes just our own even mentality and our confidence. Um, I think for me, like it's evolving, bro. Like sometimes yeah. I can't keep up with me, if that makes sense. Like mm, I'll totally. be into something and I'll wear it for a little bit and I'm like, I'm, my style has already progressed to this other thing. I'm like, yeah, that's now like, you no, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, oh, that was so yesterday. Yeah. It, it kind of like, it sounds weird, but yeah, like that's, that's really true. Um, and so like, yeah, I, I, sometimes I don't even know, like, and it's really hard. If I, I have a hard time keeping up with it. Sometimes it's hard for my wife to keep up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Same, like, dude. What are you doing? You know? And my wife is a professional stylist. Like she, right. she oh, works really? for Stitch Fix. Yeah. So she's That's a stylist awesome. for Stitch Fix. Um, shout out Stitch Fix. Um, but sponsor anyway, the pod. Yeah, sponsor the pod. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I think honestly, and this isn't necessarily for me. I'm, but I'm just I I can only be Keenan. Um, I think. For me, it's my tattoos. Anytime I get a new tattoo, yeah. Ooh, yeah. anytime I get a new tattoo, that baby is gonna be showing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I, I I I strategically plan my outfits according to showcasing yeah. the new ink. So yeah. I think that for me is like kind of where it's at for me is like tattoos and then planning my outfits accordingly to that. Yeah, and I think as we're like wrapping up a lot of this kind of section. Um, I think as you're talking, really this whole process of finding who you are, mm -hmm. it comes down to, especially as like you're echoing very specific voices. And a lot of times those voices in the preaching world are the same voices, whether it be Judah or Chad or Rich or whoever. Um, 
I think for Carson and I especially, the contexts that we're in of more of our smaller rural churches, I think there's that real huge, I think at times, disconnect between what Judah is wearing in LA, in a culture that is connecting to fashion and different things, and then me trying to imitate what he's doing too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of the beauty of like your story, which is like you were getting into maybe rooms or doors or things, but now you're getting into rooms that are tailored to you and doors that are opening to you and people naturally connecting to you, which is such a, I think, cool um, testament to the fact that God is opening specific things now for you, Keenan, that um, that are taking you to places that are that are beyond maybe where you were seeing before. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And honestly, I feel way more at home in those spaces than I used to in others. You know what I mean? And That's I think, so cool. I think, I think that is the truth, and I think that is the case. So, And honestly, like, I've never even put it that way in my own head, you know, my own inter- yeah. internal monologue. So that's, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's super sick. Speaking of things the world has ever seen, we're going to transition to our next segment of the show, which is titled Garms, where we get into the nitty gritty about the brands that you're really into rocking. So Mm. number one, one of the most uh, common feedbacks people say they love about the pod after how awesome Theo and I are and then how amazing (laughs) our guests are is I love getting turned on to new brands and finding out brands. So do go off with just some you're hitting on like I'm living in I'm uh, growing into my West Texas roots and I'm leaning into the Western cowboy, what are some brands you find yourself gravitating towards that you rock and shock out on the planes? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, okay, so top one right now is actually, there's a ranch in Wyoming um, that okay. I, I, they have like merch and stuff and I'm obsessed with their stuff. It's called Diamond Diamond Cross Ranch. Um, okay. I love their stuff and they're super yeah. cool. They're super cool people. Like they even like they're they're gifting me a shirt um, because I've like Ooh, I've plugged them a few times on my Instagram. And Diamond like, Cross, cool. Di- boys, Diamond, your boys are ready. Diamond Cross Ranch. <laughs> so like check their stuff out. Um, yeah. Tacovas, I love Tacovas. Are you wearing some? Tic- oh, I all oh, dude. Are those the Johnny? They're the Roy's. Okay, I have the Johnny. I wish I would have done that because I got like the zippery ones, okay. and this was before I had fully made my you know, cowboy coop metamorphosis. Yeah. And I feel like the zipper, it's not like weenie, but it's like a real cowboy be like a zipper. Yeah. I, you know I, what I mean? So that yeah. I, you know, not that I got to get rid of these bad boys. We're no, just no, no, adding no, no, to no, the no. collection. We're Add leveling up as, as the words, as we go from glory to glory. Come on. Um, and so <laughs> that's probably going to be my next to thing. But yeah. however, I'm curious on your input as well. Like in my book, the, I already have a pair of suede boots. Do I need to buy another pair of suede boots or should I like diversify the the leather? You know what I mean? See, like I think other colorways also look sick, but it's like, do I really need two suede boots? Right. Yeah. I think I think for me, like, I mean, it depends on like what kind of ball uh, budget you're balling on. You know what I mean? Like if you can yeah. if you can cop both, cop both. Um, my thing is like the next Tacova purchase that I have or Tacova's purchase is gonna be the Cartwrights. Because it's kinda like okay. the Johnny but full blown leather. Um, yes. and I probably want to get them in black. So, yes. Cool. Okay. I tried those ones on recently out in Scottsdale and, um, I was like, Ooh, I like the fit, like how they feel, but they had a colorway on their site that was like the natural calf. Okay. Yeah. Color. Mm-hmm. But I was like, do you have these? And they're like, no, they're sold out in the entire company and we're like discontinuing them. So I was no. like heartbroken. Oh yeah, my dude. gosh. Yeah. That's terrible. I know. Shout so, out yeah. to Kovas. Come, 
sponsor the pod. Yeah, I like them a lot. And there's a there's actually like though here in San Angelo we have like next to nothing, but um, in, yeah. San, in, in San Antonio and in Austin and in Houston they've got storefronts there. So I've been oh, to cool. I've yeah. been to quite a few of their stores. Um, I even like some of their t-shirts. Their t-shirts are super cool. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm trying to think of honestly like. I really like Wrangler too. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's just something classic about that. It's an oldie but a goodie. It's trusted, you know, it, it, and it's affordable too. Um, but it, I really oh, yeah, like absolutely. the stitch patterns. I really like stuff like that. It has that baggier feel. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Wrangler butts make the girls go nuts. And so, the only girl I care yeah, about is my, my wife, you know what I mean? So. If it makes her happy, it makes her happy, you know? Happy. That might have been happy. the most Texas thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. And they would have to be followed by like a... Yeah, spitting on into the spittoon. I love it. The spittoon of swag. Spill out all the anointing oil. I love okay, it. bro. And and last thing I want your input on because you hit on the Tacova hats, which I also think are sick. However, Theo and I are on. Let's just say, let's just say, without saying too much, uh, Fits of Faith products are coming to an online store. Oh, please, um, near you yeah. somewhere, sometime. But we've been on quite the journey of exploring the blank hats and so i like the tacova's build but like the blank of it and the structure i'm like i look so weird in this and i see we're all three in the visuals right now we're all three wearing similar style hats with like a pinch front Mm -hmm. high top and then a curved brim is this your preferred hat archetype infrastructure is this architecture a hundred percent to me like this hat i'm wearing if you're gonna have like that foam um I don't even know what you would call it. That foam topper. It's um, like, yeah, it's like the front. There's like a twill, and then there's like foam or whatever they call this. Anyway, um, yeah. I, I prefer this. There are some of them that are just like way too big, at least for my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if you got a big head, that feel that that works good. But honestly, to me, it sounds funny because it's everyone has one. But to me, the perfect the perfect trucker hat is the Bass Pro hat. Like for oh, my yeah. head, mm-hmm. for my head, it is literally the perfect archetype for me yeah i've I've had a little struggle with the uh the bass pro hat because the visor or the brim is actually like more shallow than your traditional trucker hat yeah like it's so short and i'm like this is this feels weird it looks tiny but then i see it on other people and then it's like no that looks absolutely awesome yeah i think the hat you're wearing is super sick it's obviously kind of a a, like a play off of the bass pro but yeah shout out um yeah, shout out Pod alumni Elliot Bland, aka the Den Dad himself. Um, Super cool uh, co-host. Uh, what do we what would we call him? You know, sometimes co-host of the Pod. This yeah. is his youth group. All of his kids like love Bass Pro Shops, and they're yeah. in Southern California. And he was like, "It's so weird. Like, why do all these SoCal skater kids like Bass Pro? But they would all wear them, and their mascot's a wolf." For their That's youth group, cool. so it's like join join the pack. It's so sick, dude. You should actually check out. Everyone, go listen to In the Trenches podcast. Um, yep. You and I were on it, and we have a really cool segment where we talk about the power of iconography uh, in your youth ministry. But anyways, so he just like made his own, so made like this Bass Pro lookalike with a wolf. And I love like, it, dude. Theo Theo actually jumped on the pod wearing the same hat, and I was like, oh, dude, we can't be wearing the same hat. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh my gosh, unbelievable. Get, get this guy to send me one. I've seen it on your Instagram okay. a few times, and I was just like, that is a sick hat. I even showed we'll uh, one of your pictures to uh, a, a graphics person at our church. I was like, can we do something like this? Like, this can be done. You can spoof the Bass Pro. 
I was like, yeah. if we can do this without getting in trouble, I want to do it. Like, let's do <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, there's, there's no rules, honestly, too. And we talk on this pod, like, there's somewhat of, like, and not that they are the villains, but we idolize like the elevations and the hill songs yeah. and the whatevers and we're like their brand is just so powerful and like it's so synoptic with blah 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 and so i think sometimes in the small time and not the small time but in in the everyday churches like we like think we have this brand imagery we have to like hold up or we have to like abstain but it's literally dude like whatever your group is going to gravitate towards or yeah. think it's awesome like that's what we'll do. Like we'll make a Drake lookalike t-shirt because that says like God instead of revenge and the kids will love it. Or yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like all bets are off for your like branding. So yeah, hundred um, percent. I but agree. Check out, check out in the trenches and you can listen to that whole freaking segment. Speaking of what it's all about, dude, we're going to move on from the garms. You drop some major heaters and we're going to get to our final section, which is God, the big man upstairs. Love it. And dude, in this section, we save him for last because the best for last. But now the audience really gets to know you. They get to hear your heart. And now when they hear what God's doing in your life, dude, it just takes it to another level. So just go off on the big man upstairs, what God is doing in your life right now. Good grief. Um, honestly, dude, in the last nine months, which I do not think that it's a coincidence that I've been married nine months and that God's been reorienting my interior world you know what I mean that's the best totally. way I can that's the best way I can describe it just refurnishing my insides come on um, let's go it's been wild man like I have cried more in the last nine months in a in a good sense than I have come maybe on. my entire life and I've, yeah, I've I love that, crying dude well, here's I'm the, pro crying well and I, I can't fake cry so I've had people literally stop coming to our young adults because they're like, yeah, Keenan cries too much when he preaches. Dang, dog. And, but then I have other people. Keenan, more like crying in. I right? know, I know. But, I mean, that kid was also like 17, so what do I care? Hey, um, Keenan, do you need a Keenex? Am I right? <laughs> Dude, you got these for days. Um, but, yeah, like I think God's just been doing so, so much. And I think a lot of it is whenever I, when I was 18 years old or 17 I've always grown up in a church that had sound doctrine, sound teaching, mm -hmm. sound theology, grace-based theology, you know, you know what I mean? Um, Pauline uh, doctrine. And, uh, but it wasn't until I was about 17, 18 that it like just hit me. Um, and that's when, it, when I got a hold of the grace message, man, that was like, I went from being like, yeah, I'm going to be in church the rest of my life to I'm going to help lead the church the rest of my mm, life. Yeah. Like I literally made that switch from just like, I'm gonna be a participant to like, I'm gonna get in the trenches, I'm gonna do this thing. And like literally hearing the grace message was what made me want to preach. I was like, I could preach That's that. Sick. Like that, it resonated with me. It hit some internal gong on the inside of me that I can't, the frequency of it, I can't, I can't accurately articulate. Um, mm. And so I came alive, but I think inside the last months, the grace message made me fall in, in love with Jesus, but I Come think on. inside the last nine months, I've begun to fall in love with the Trinity. Like, mm -hmm. on a level, I can't explain. I put out a clip recently um, where I shared some stuff that really has been wrecking me, but the Trinity, God is three in one and one in three, which makes God in and of himself a relationship. That God mm, all wow. by himself, in and of himself, is a relationship. And that mm. God cannot exist outside of relationship. God mm. chooses to not exist outside of relationship. 
And so mm -hmm. the thing we were born for is the thing we came from, and that is relationship with him. And I'm telling you, everything in my life, I am finding that every moment of my life is sacred. Um, wow. My favorite time is literally mowing my lawn, weed eating my lawn. Like, mm -hmm. just because that's the time I get to throw my headphones in, and I just get to do something that is not overtly spiritual, but it's with him. And then I also, like, I'm, I'm taking care of his creation. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like there's just, there's this element, there's this, there's this element of appreciating God on a holistic level, not just the person of mm -hmm. Jesus. Gosh, like the only thing, the only reason we know the father is because of Jesus. But I really mm -hmm. did, I really did believe for a long time that the God, the father is the one Jesus actually saved me from. That Jesus didn't mm -hmm. come to save me from my sins. He came to save me from his pissed off dad. You know what I mean? And yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. something I've had to reconcile in and of myself. And I don't know if I can use that kind of language on the podcast, but I just kind of did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry Theo cusses a lot, well, I don't, so I don't, we have to cut it out. In Texas, in Texas, that's not really considered cussing, so I will say that. Yeah, but, that's what Theo said, too. Okay. Theo said some weird stuff. He's like, in Seattle, this is what we say. I'm like, well, all right, dude. I don't... In Texas, it's, okay, it's not sure. cussing. But I really did believe that that's what Jesus came to do, was really just to save me from the clutches of his angry father. And I really did believe that Jesus was good cop, God was God the Father was bad cop. And that if mm -hmm. I just kind of played to Jesus, if I just kind of leaned more to Jesus, God couldn't do anything to me because he already did it to Jesus. And 2 right. Corinthians tells us that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, that God was not at mm -hmm. a distance, he was not aloof, he wasn't austere, he wasn't far off mm -hmm. in distance hurling lightning bolts at his son. He was in mm -hmm. his son reconciling the world. I, I also think that there's three crosses on the sil silhouette of Calvary for a reason, that God the mm -hmm. Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were all there present reconciling their creation to mm -hmm. themselves. And mm -hmm. there, there's just been this, I don't, wanna, I don't know what to call it, but almost like a baptism into mm -hmm. sonship and relationship I've had inside That's the last sick. nine months that I can't honestly perfectly articulate. I know how it feels, um, but I just can't even... I can't even accurately articulate it. And that's one of the things that I see is right now in 2021, and even years to come, we have the best communicators I think the, the church has ever had. We, we have more mm -hmm. stellar communication than we've ever had. But in the same breath, I also feel like we're losing a little bit of our edge. We may be, I mean, I think we, we know how to communicate. We know how to tell a story. We know how to get people to raise their hand. But there are so many times, like, I, I'm no, like, I'm honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, I'm not really that impressed with, like, stellar communication anymore. Not that I'm not impressed. I love, I think we need to be good at telling the story. I want us right. to be good at telling the story. It's the best story in the whole world, you know? But I think... To a degree, what I'm listening for when I'm listening to preaching isn't how well you transition from one statement to another or how, how hard do and, 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 and well thought out are your application statements. But I'm listening for what I call the lion. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. listening for that lion on the inside of you. I'm listening for that frequency. You know what I mean? And that's one thing God's been stirring in me lately is that people can rip my sermons off all they want. But mm -hmm. I want to. I want to. I want God to produce something in me that can't be mimicked. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I, I, I really do. Like that's kind of like the language I have. Like I want something that can't be stolen, that can't be ripped off. You can't be a cheap imitation totally. of. You know, I want it to be that. Like, yeah, this person preaches like Kenan, but like, 
It's just something when Keenan grabs yeah, the mic. Yeah, it's the anointing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the exactly. anointing. It's and the birthright. It's exactly. The, it's the sauce. Exactly. But I feel I, I've steered clear of anointing on purpose because as soon as I say the word anointing, I think some of the listeners can automatically think they know what I'm talking about. And so, mm, yeah. and honestly, that language God's given me is just like, I want to hear you roar. Where's your roar? Mm. I want to hear your frequency. And there's just something powerful about when a son gets up and talks about his dad. And Come on. I, just, I just think for a long time, I preached out of my gift and not out of my spirit. And man, since Ooh. I've been preaching out of my spirit, using my gift to, to, to articulate what God is doing in my spirit, um, our ministry has grown. The impact has, I, I don't even have, I can't even give you um, the schematics for where God has, has taken, you know, even just the impact and how, how meaningful That's it is. And even if nobody else is getting anything out of it, which um, we have lots of evidence they are, um, man, I'm, I'm getting so much, you know what I mean? Out Come of my on. own preaching. And I just feel like it sounds weird. And I just pray that everybody can feel this. But I pray that God mm-hmm. allows you to get to a place where you're proud to be you. Yeah, totally. Like you, not that like you you've like come to this place of moral perfection because like Lord knows I have it. I still have like lots of things that God is working out um, in me. But like where I'm just stoked that I get to be Keenan. Like I'm stoked I yeah, get to be his son. Man. Like and I'm just praying that everybody listening to me quits like quits wishing that they were Stephen Furtick or wishing they were Judah Smith or wishing that they were rich and just get stoked that God allowed them to be them. And like, that's the place I'm really at. I'm just, I really like me. Like, honestly, for the first time time in my life, like I think um, in the last like, I don't know, a year and a half, I've just come to a place where like, I'm proud of me. I like me. I enjoy being alone with me. You know what I mean? Come on. Um, I think Keenan's a cool guy to hang out with. Um, and so I just think it just feels good to feel that way about yourself. And, th- and that's not, I'm not talking about being narcissistic. I'm not, you, you have to understand and hear my heart when I say those things. Like it's yeah, not absolutely. about narcissism. It's not about any of that. It's just about enjoying the fact that, that you get to be the member of the body of Christ that you are and not, not wishing you were something else, not wishing that you were an eyeball instead of a thumb. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So Dude, I think those so are things good. that God's doing in me, not to take up too much time, but yeah, that kind of sums up off. some stuff, man. Dude, yeah. that's, that's so good. I mean, cause it's in the, in the world, right? There's like the, the conversation of, of mental health and self care and all of those are, are valid and accurate, but you're hitting on this unique point of like God's creation. We were made in his image. So I'm sure there's a lot of theology and doctrine that, um, you know, points to us as the biggest problem, right? Or mm-hmm. it's the idea of I'm the chief of sinners. Like I'm just, I'm the worst. Like, mm-hmm. and the fact that God gives me this grace, you know, I'm, I'm larva, but we're his beloved, you know, mm-hmm. he loves us and there's, and you will effectively be you. You'll effectively, you know, when you got on the, the right clothes that give you the confidence, it helps you preach when you're stoked on the body you're in, when yeah. you're stoked on the position you're in, Come on. there's this, there's this, uh, uh, gas in the tank to like fulfill the commission and to fill the call that's on your life. So thinking you suck and trying to overcome how much you suck to do God's will. It's like, well, dude, come on. Like how much more complimentary would believing God's put me in this place for a reason. God's put my little idiosyncrasies in yeah. me for a particular reason. That's what Theo has to tell me all the time. So true. You, I think, you hit the I, nail on the I head, think bro. Pastor Stephen Furtick 
said something so powerful a couple weeks ago. He, I think he's, I'm going to do a bad job like getting the numbers right, but he said something like, it took me 25 seconds to receive Jesus. It took me 25 years to receive Stephen. Mm-hmm. And I just think that there's something powerful in that. Like, it's one thing to receive Jesus, but then out of receiving Jesus, learning how to receive you. And, yeah. the, and not, not, and not again, I, you have to understand my heart when I say those things, but the you, you are now in Christ. If we're going to believe 2 Corinthians 5.17 is real, that the new creation has come, it is present. It's not a one day pie in the sky kind of thing, but it's now. Then we need to, Paul said this, I, I need to be ever increasing. John the Baptist yeah. said, I need to decrease so he can increase. Now that he's alive in me, I need to be ever increasing. And that's the yeah. thing I'm learning to do is identify with the parts that are him and not identify with anything that doesn't look like him and call that me. Mm. That's not me because totally. the real me is right. the one that looks like him seated in right. Christ in heavenly places. Like that's me. Anything that doesn't yeah, yeah, look yeah. like that's it's foreign. It's an imposter. It's an it's an Android user, and we should have never invited it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I brought it back, Ooh, dude. I love it, dude. You're you're preaching straight fire. Be sure to follow Keenan to get all the the fire heat. And speaking of just like the perfect thing that's you, before we get you out of here, dude, we got to go through the post tithe pickup, aka the PTP. So we're gonna ask you after you paid your tithe did your bills, made wise choices. What was the last item that you acquired? And then what's the next item you got your sights set on that you're ready to pull the trigger on? Good grief. Um, not too long ago, I, I'm thinking of stuff that actually like costs something. Um, not too long ago, number one, I already spoke on it, but like tattoos, those are that's an investment mm-hmm. to me. And I'm gonna wear that every day for the rest of my life. So like to me, that's right, a, right, right. a good investment. Um, but I think I bought this super dope Patagonia jacket. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and it's Patagucci. like Yeah, it was it was super cool. Um, I can't remember exactly the make of it, but it, it's a, it's a zip up fleece, and it's kind of like this like cool like camo. Um, and I really enjoy Ooh, I like that. I really enjoy that. And so as far as like the thing I have my sights set on next, honestly my sights are set more on like what I could get for my wife next if I'm being oh, yeah, totally. honest. Yeah, bro. Wow, um, what a good husband. She, well, that's just being hundred, keeping it 100% real. I mean, I could find something I'm wanting next, but that'll probably be where things go next is uh, she really wants another wedding band. So, And she cool. tells me every day. I'm trying to ice her out. <laughs> she yeah. tells me every day. You're like, I'm going to use you, my Stitch Fix you. coupon. Yeah. As I'm looking for my wife on Stitch Fix and using her employee discount, <laughs> yeah. I just think she would love this. She has Additionally, Ke- Additionally Keenan wants a free hat. Okay, dude, yeah. before we get you out of here, there's nothing left to do but roll out the red carpet for you. Just let the people know what you got going on and how they can find you. Yeah, so I'm pretty much on all platforms. Beth and I are on TikTok. I think it's Keenan or Beth and Keenan um, on Instagram. Keenan Clark underscore. I'm on Facebook. Um, I have Twitter, but I'm not very active on it. So, um, yeah, but yeah, is? and on and on YouTube. And if you want to hear any messages, there's tons on podcast and on YouTube. So yeah, just type my name cool. in and it'll pop up. There aren't many Keenan Clarks running around. Love it, Keenan. Thank you so much for gracing us with your appearance on the only. I don't want to say the only, but probably the best Christian fashion podcast on the planet. <laughs> Fits on. of Faith, dude. It's my honor, you bro. Absolutely, dude, you killed it. Guys, this has been another episode of Fits of Faith. We love you so much, Garmi. And as always, it's blessings over stressings. Peace. Peace.